that's not always the case. Sometimes this is just a reaction and not an action. Hey, 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 everyone. This is your girl Star with the Lotus Star Show. Be sure to like, share, and comment, and let us know what you think about our upcoming episodes. We have some great things that we want to share with you all, and we can't wait. Hey, everyone. This is your girl, Star. And Lotus. And this is the Lotus Star Show. Yay! I know that was like a little dry, right? <laughs> Today's like one of those days. I'm super tired. I got a lot accomplished without getting anything accomplished. You know, just, I don't know how it was possible, but but it was. We were up early this morning, like ripping and running and going to the stores. And by the time I got home, I was just like, I just want to lay down, you know. Yeah. No, so. that has definitely not been my day. Um I got up this morning and went to brunch with my uh, a few of my lawn sisters, and then I had to start washing clothes because I'm about to go on my streak of being out of town for like two weeks. So it has been as tired as I may be. I just I can't stop. I got to keep on pushing through. Keep on pushing. You know, it's funny. Um, we went to the laundromat yesterday and we did clothes and we washed everything in the closet. And so luckily, you know, I have a, an, an amazing and supportive partner. Um, he went ahead and folded and hung everything so that I didn't have to do it. I he's love it. crazy. Huh? I said he's crazy. No, no, <laughs> don't say those kind of things. <laughs> I'll be like, you're going to do that on your own. <laughs> he, he, I washed them. He just folded and hung them. I think I think you're so spoiled. He has you so spoiled. He do, he does have me spoiled. Like it's <laughs> ridiculous. So I got I woke up this morning, right? And I looked at him and I'm like, "Hey, you want you know, it like the temperatures are starting to drop. It's right after Hurricane Ian, so it's right. a little bit cooler, right?" And I'm like, "Hey, I love it though." Oh, I do too. And I was like, "You want some homemade tomato soup?" And he looked at me and he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." So I was on a mission, you know, to make homemade tomato soup. So I was like, listen, I don't want to, you know, it's Sunday. Everybody does their, their shopping and everything on Sunday. And I'm like, I don't want to be out in the stores. So he, we get up first thing this morning and we're up and we're out the door and we're at Sam's as soon as Sam's opens and we're in and out within like, had to be like 20 minutes. Oh, that's the best way to shop. First thing. Yes. In and out. So, you know, he, you know, and it's so funny because he's like, I'm just your personal chauffeur. And I'm like, I think at this point you are because I don't drive anywhere. I don't drive yeah. anymore. I, yeah, he, he definitely has me spoiled. Like th- this is, I love it. I love it. I'm so the like, good spoil though, you know, it, it, you don't have nothing to worry about. It's just, well, yeah. I had, an ex- I had an excuse though, right? Because he folded laundry and he put it away while I cooked dinner. See? Oh, that's that. Okay. I that's take that even- back. I take everything back that I just said a minute ago. It was an even trade-off. I made that, dinner. Yeah. And he put the clothes away. So, but no, he he definitely has me spoiled. I'm I'm in a really good space with a really good person, right? Yeah, that's um, right. so yeah. Yeah. What about you? You know, you you said a little bit about your day. You did some laundry. What else did you do today? Yeah, I went to brunch. So it was good. Uh, just connecting with my with my line sisters um yesterday I went to 
the apple cider well the apple orchard mm-hmm. and cider place in york with um one of the ones who came out to brunch with us so it was just really great just to do some adult socializing yes you know? we I got that coming up soon too i'm excited yeah, yeah. I just don't get to do a lot of that. And this is like, I think my favorite season to do it with um, just with fall is one of my favorite seasons altogether. Yeah. And then, um, (laughs) but it was just great because one of my line sisters, like they're just getting back used to being here from being in Japan for three years. So it's just really great having her here and us being able to do uh, Sunday brunch or she's in town well before we used to always do like Sunday dinners it was mm-hmm. it was a thing that we were doing and so it was just a good time to catch up and to just like you know relax and feel social yeah yeah I, <laughs> and that's the thing no it, it definitely is I'm looking forward to it um you know now that I have somebody I can do because you know we talk about it all the time I'm in an area that I'm not too fond of, um, it's not my type of area, but now that I got somebody I can do stuff with and I don't have to drive because he drives everywhere. Yeah. So it definitely makes life easier. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know what you mean. And fall is one of my favorite seasons. So, you know, like with my daughter, um, with Amaria, you know, everybody, you guys know Amaria. She is constantly on the go. She's always doing something. She's always keeping me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she already has everything with her little friends planned out about, uh, you know, going to the fair and the corn maze and, right. you know, you know, so that's, that's our usual fall activities that we usually do every year. It's kind of a tradition with us. Mm-hmm. And speaking of little miss, she always has something going on. So yeah. right now she's getting prepared for this school. Um, she goes to a charter school. She goes to a performing arts school. And I believe, like I've said that several times, right? I believe yeah. Yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. said that several times. And so now she's getting ready for high school. Yeah. There's, girl on a mission. Girl on a mission. Listen, this girl got dreams, hopes, aspirations. Uh, she, you know, at the nice age of 13, she has her life planned out. I was completely lost at that age. Yeah, me too. I, I was lost. I had no direction. I just knew I hated school and that's it. But, you know, she's on a mission. She found a another charter school that is like a high school and it's a college prep school. And so she is on this mission to get into this, this school um, because they do dual, dual credits and stuff like that. And, you know, I, and so I'm just like, I'm looking at her like, wow, you are absolutely amazing. I could never. Um, she found the school on her own. You know, she has, a, well, not necessarily on her own. She has a couple of friends that go to the school. But she's just, like, been really big on trying to get in. So this is the week that we're actually going to be applying for the school. Oh, yay! Yeah, this is application week, so. Oh, girl, this is, like, applying for college. Yeah. like, big week. Oh, my goodness. It's a really, really big week. So I'm, you know, I'm calling, and I'm trying to figure out what do I need? You know, what do I need to provide to you guys? So I have everything. I just have to get the application together. Does um, she have to like write an essay or anything? I, you know what? I thought she did, but apparently not. So I, I will find out what's going on. I think they have to do an interview um, okay. with her. So I, I think that's about it. Just the application and the interview. So we'll we'll see. 
we'll see. So you guys keep her in your prayers, you know. Um, this will definitely help out in the long run because you're talking about if this is college prep and they're doing dual credits, then by the time she goes to college, you know, she'll have some of her credits and that means she can graduate early. Therefore, I save money. So, Because yes. I wish is, I knew that whenever I was going to school. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we have our moments, right, where we talk about the paths that we, we've taken. And, you know, for me, I, I got accepted into a couple of colleges when we were in high school, but I never really pursued them. And right. then, I, you know, afterwards, I ended up going to college, but I never graduated. Um, so I still got like two years left if I decided to, to go back to school. And while we say like just two years, you know, it seems like it's not a lot. But at the same time, two years is a lot. Um, I'm Girl, my whole to... graduate school program, that was a two year program, took me seven years. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it. it yeah, it, we'll see. We'll see if I have the energy to do it because I have my moments where I'm like, you know, I, I want that degree. But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, but honestly, you, know. you have to figure out what is what will the degree do for you and what does it what does it yeah. mean? Because that's what I think about. Like yeah. me, working on my master's, it was at first it was a what it can do for me. Right. But then it became what is it going to do for myself? Right. Instead of the benefit is how's it going to make me a better person and those skills that I learned while going through that process. So you really have to think about those two sides of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it will definitely help me with my career, but at the same time, it's kind of like, do I want to finish something that I started? You know what I mean? Right. We, we talk about that a lot, like having goals and obtaining them and, you know, things like that, but finishing something that you started, you know, and it's for me, I have to figure out, is it worth it at this point? Financially, is it worth it at this point? You know, we'll, we'll see if I ever get into the mood where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do this. You know, I, I have a supportive partner that I think at one point he and I talked about and he's like, you should. And I'm like, yeah, should I know? Like, uh, you know, my kids are older now. So now I actually have time to focus on school compared to when they were younger and I didn't have the time. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I decide to do. I'll have to sit down and weigh down, you know, weigh out the, the pros and the cons of it. So we'll see what happens. So you have a little bit of a study for us. So we're going to talk about the study first and this article. Then we'll actually get into the story for the week and why we actually did that. So do you want to talk about that first? Sure. Um, so it's a article that's called The Black Girl Pushout. And this was written by a Melinda Anderson. And essentially what she talked about is how black girls are often stigmatized that is truly based on racism, patriarchy, or overall the perception and how oftentimes black girls, especially in schools, are often mischaracterized or mislabeled solely based on how they look, how they dress, how they speak, and how they act. Um, And I thought that this was really interesting because Ashley and I have been having this whole conversation about, again, our person that we've been talking about, Amaria. And so, Ashley, if you want to tell a little bit about what's going on there. Yes. Jump back in. Yeah. So my little overachiever, 
um, because that's what I call her. You know, obviously she's a little overachiever. She has always been liked by everybody that she's ever encountered. It's not very often that somebody did not like her. Um, She recently just ran into a situation with school. Um, She just recently ran, sorry, she just kind of walked in the room. So sorry about that. She ran into a situation with one of her teachers. It's a new teacher at her school. And mind you, again, she goes to a charter school. And she goes to a school full of free thinkers, right? Mm -hmm. Amari has always been taught to kind of stand up for herself, question things, you know, think for herself, you know. And so oftentimes she does, you know, yell out, hey, this is not right. This doesn't sound right, whatever the case may be. So she had a a run-in with this teacher. And this was going on for since the beginning of the school year, mm-hmm. um, the beginning of the school year, she was supposed to have this class, but when she went to the class, she was told she wasn't in that class that she needed to get out. And the way it came across to her, you know, it came off really rude and really nasty. Um, then, you know, she, she's little Ashley, right? I'm, I'm going to say that she is a little Ashley. So, you know, that comes out every now and then when you push her buttons. And apparently her and this particular teacher were getting into it. And the teacher decided to send me an email. And, you know, I I know my daughter. And, you know, I'm not saying she's perfect by any means. But at the same time, she's definitely not a problem child. So the first email came through. It's like, hey, I'm looking for your assistance. You know, I'm having a little bit of a problem with her. Oh. They did get it worked out, by the way. She found, you know, they found out that she was in her class, in this teacher's class. And, you know, they they got all of the the kinks worked out with that. But every single day since the first day that she was actually in there, they were just butting heads. They were going at it. And I was just like, this is really strange. Why is this happening? You know? Normally, Amaria is a teacher's pet. Like, she's, I hate to say She's the suck up. She's the kid that's in class that, you know, hey, can I help you grade papers? And can I pass this out? And can I pass that out? And I told her, I was like, you know, you being you, I probably would have picked on you when we were kids, you know. Yeah. I, I, I tell her that all the time. I probably would have picked on you because you were, you're just. I definitely got picked on being that kid. Right. But it wasn't by me, though. I didn't pick on you, did I? I don't think I did possibly I don't know I don't think I picked on you <laughs> anyway so back to the story so this goes on for another you know another week or so and then I get another email I listen hopefully you guys don't hear any noise in the background normally it's quiet but I have a person that just insists on making noise so hopefully you guys don't hear anything I'm sorry for any background noise that you hear at this moment um so anyways it continues to go on so I get another email where at this point, the teacher's like demanding that I come into the school for a meeting. And I'm like, okay, if you know me, I'm a very involved parent. So it's very rare that a teacher will demand for me to come to a school or request for me to come to the school because I am that mother. I am that parent. The teachers don't want to deal with me. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to deal with me. They don't want to see me. The people in the office don't want to see me. And it's not that I go in and, you know, raise hell or anything like that. But I make it very much known that I am an active mother. I'm active with the school and I'm active at home. So please don't call me to the school because I'm sitting inside of your classroom and I'm going to make everybody nervous. Right. 
I am that mother. Yes. And I have done it several times with both of my kids. I will sit in somebody's class in a heartbeat. So I just, I thought it was really strange that she was, you know, emailing me and demanding that I come into the school for, you know, a meeting with her. She's going, like, she's using verbiage to kind of peg Amaria as a problem child. Right. The first, the second email that she sends to me, it's something along the lines of, you know, the disrespect continues. You need to come in. We need to have a meeting. We'll talk about it then. And I was like, hmm something's not right. So I sent an email and I was like, please, you know, detail what is disrespectful about Amaria? Please give me specifics on what she has done. Yeah, because you can't make those types of accusations and not have full details. Oh, it gets worse though. Yeah. It, It definitely gets worse. So she emails me back and with her emailing me back, she tells me that she was keeping a behavioral log on my child. I'm like, what? Why are you keeping a behavioral log on on the teacher's pet? Like, make it make sense. Right. This is a kid that is usually the teacher's pet. She's usually in the office. Everybody in the office knows who she is. She's like, you know, starting initiatives at the school, things like that. So you're keeping a behavioral log on her. I'm like, I thought that was really weird. So she goes in and I mean, she has like days listed. Um, and there's a couple of uh, keywords that she had in there that really stood out to me in her log. She puts in there that other students felt threatened by my daughter and they did not feel safe in her presence. And I was like, girl, like I was dumbed down when I read it. Right. That's a strong, that's a strong strong accusation. accusation. It's a very strong accusation and it's a play on words. Right. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You, you know what you're doing when you're describing this child right here. You know, and so I, you know, I have my thoughts and feelings on it. So I'm going back and forth with her at this point. And I'm like, I need you to give me specifics. I was like, I have never in the 13 years that my child has been on this earth, have I ever heard that somebody did not feel safe in her presence? So I need you to give me details on what has happened for somebody not to feel safe. Who, you know, I understand you can't tell me who, but you can tell me what, and you can tell me why. You know, yes. this teacher could not give me the details of the she what. She made that why. shit up. Listen, you know, it's serious when you're cussing, right? Because you don't cuss. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I want to put that out there. She did. She made it up. It's raw reaction, y'all. Raw reaction. Yeah. So she, um, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find the email and I will read some of it verbatim. Um, because it it was very frustrating um to go back and forth with this woman Mm -hmm. um that could not so and even while you're looking up that piece, it goes back to this article where it talks about how um, oftentimes these stigmas attached are so far-reaching and have damaging consequences. Mm -hmm. Like, for you to say something like that without any justification, Mm -hmm. that right there could, it could have potentially hurt her in the long run. She's applying for this new school. That right there becomes a part of your school record. Exactly. How many times kids are often identified solely based on 
what's in your folder. Exactly. So I found the email, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read just a small section verbatim. Um, the other thing is in her behavioral log, she actually has it logged to say that she's reached out to me. Now, here's the other problem that I have with it. I see what you're trying to peg her as, but I see what you're trying to peg her home life as as well. Because in her log, she has in there sent email to mother, requested a meeting, but nowhere in there does she have in her log that she updated it to say, received a response from mother, mother said this, mother said that. Nowhere in there. So Mm. you're trying to put it in here to prove your point, but you're kind of skewing it a little bit, right? Yeah. So here's the very last paragraph. Um, She says in here, she acts as if she's the one in charge. She leaves class a lot, multiple times within 45 minute period. This has to stop immediately. Students in the class do not feel safe around her and are hurt and offended by her lack of sportsmanship and how she disrupts class, not allowing for the time to be used wisely. And then she puts one there, emailed mom, requested a meeting. Um, there's that safe word. Right. There, there's that, that safe word. Yeah. So, you know, I proceeded to ask, you know, do you know, and I, I flat out said, do you keep a log on all of your students or just on my child? And can you please explain in detail how students do not feel safe around her? Yeah. She says to me, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, hold on. Her next email, she actually responds to me. Basically telling me that I, we can have the meeting. Um, and I tell her, you know, thanks for getting back to me. And I was like, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I, I need a specific example. She finally responds back with, I will get back to you with more information as soon as I'm able to. A few students spoke with me about this issue before and after class. It was a very busy time and I need to follow up. Here's my thing. If you're going to come back and you're going to say that students do not feel safe and you have a bunch of accusations where students are coming back and telling you stuff, you should be able to tell the person that's asking that question. Absolutely. Because that is, a like you said, that is that word. That is a strong word. That is a strong accusation to make. And you have zero proof. Right. None whatsoever. So I ended up reaching out to um, two people. One of them happens to be a teacher that is at her school that I am very well acquainted with. um, That, you know, I I trust her. My daughter trusts her. And it's a situation like, hey, something's not right. Can you look into this? And she's usually pretty on top of things. Um, and I actually sent an email over to the principal as well. And I requested a meeting with the principal because I said, you're not going to peg my daughter. You're not going to put this on her to make it seem like she's a problem child. And I thought it was strange that you're, you have a behavioral log for somebody that does not have a history of behavioral issues. Exactly. Right. Um, like, so make that make sense. Make it make sense. Right. So again, I'm, I'm one of those parents, the teachers know me, you know, the principals know me, any, any school that my kids have been to, they knew me very well at all of these schools, um, even with my son being in high school. So, you know, they, they know me very well. They know me, Hey, if I call, if I call, you know, their parent, 
she's on her way. She's either showing up to the school, she's answering on the first, first ring, whatever the case may be. So I just thought it was really strange. Right. Um, long story short, I ended up speaking with the principal and, you know, I voiced my concerns to the principal about, you know, those words, key words. Now, there was more than just the word safe, but that was the main one that stuck out to me. And yeah. I had my feelings about it because at the end of the day, I see what you're trying to do with my child. And yep. this is not going to happen. Right. Um, it, it's not going to happen. So I had to make it known to the principal and to the teacher. Now, luckily, the principal said the same thing. You know, she she said the same thing. She's pretty much like, listen, I'm a parent, too. And had I received an email like that, I'd be asking the same questions that you are. So, you know, luckily, I was able to get this resolved. But had it been a situation where, let's say, you know, my daughter did get in trouble here and there, right? Mm-hmm. If she did get in trouble here and there, you know, once in a while, if they didn't, if I didn't know any better and I didn't look into this, there could have been a whole report done on my child. By the way, the principal said the same thing I said about the behavioral log. Why are you keeping a behavioral log on somebody that has zero history of behavioral issues? Right. You know, there's steps that you need to take before you actually do all this. This was your first and immediate reaction because you were going back and forth with a child. And I, you know, and I asked, like, tell me how you as an adult do not feel safe or how other children do not feel safe. And I need examples. You couldn't give me that. Um, So needless to say, I believe there was some um, corrective action done on that end. I know that I spoke to the principal. She and I had a a long conversation about my thoughts and feelings. Um, But, you know, me being mom and, you know, I went into mama bear mode. Like I was ready. I was ready to go to war with the school. Like I I really was. Yeah. Um, Because you're not going to put this on her record. You're not going to put this on her files. You're not, this is not going to pass from school to school all because you, for whatever reason, feel threatened by this child and her existence. Right. Um, so luckily we were able to get that resolved, but I, I remember when we were sitting down talking about it, I was hot. I was heated. I, you know, I was, I was livid because I seen where you were going. I seen where she was going with us. Yeah. I seen it. You know, we, when we sit here and we talk about black girls and spaces and just existing, you know, all of us at some point have had to deal with something along those lines, something. I know I was always pegged at, you know, now granted I I've get given reasons sometimes, but a lot of times I didn't. And I was always pegged as being a problem or being mouthy or whatever the case may be. And had somebody actually stood up for me to realize like, Hey, it's, that's not always the case. Sometimes this is just a reaction and not an action. This and is somebody that, being poked. Yeah. I was saying, and that is what, like going back to this article, like the author, like list some statistics about girls, especially black girls and how they are 45% of the girls with at least one out of school suspension. Right. And, or 16% of the, just 16% in most schools are black girls. So 16% are black girls in schools, but 45% of 45% are yeah. likely to face suspension. And then when you think about, well, wouldn't they do what she this wrote? Is it stood, but it stood out so much though. She was like, it's not about what they did, but rather it's the culture of discipline and punishment that leaves little room for error when one is black and female. Right. So you got two 
double minorities mm-hmm. and unless you have people like you said a parent that's advocating for you a caring adult who advocates for you I like my I feel like even my role in in my job in my career is to advocate for those who feel like they don't have a voice right and this is another reason why I'm really big on especially with little black and brown girls getting mentorship you Absolutely. know yeah my daughter has a team of people around her and you know and that was one of the things that you and I talked about I'm like this is not the child you want to mess with she right. has mentors. First of all, she has a very active mother. She has mentors. She's, you know, good with the people at the school. You know, she's in the office. This is not the child you want to mess with. You know, not just me, but she has people that surround her that are very knowledgeable people. This, you don't want to do this. You don't want to play with us. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm very big on, hey, let's, let's get somebody around these girls. Let's protect them. Um, For reasons like this, because had I not been on it, had I just ignored the email, this could have went so much further than a couple of weeks. This could have went one and one, and this could have ruined her chances of getting into the school that she's working so hard to get into. By the way, my daughter's an AB honor roll student, and she has been for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, and it's sad because when you think about little black and brown girls, right, you have somebody that, like you said, you have to be exceptional. And to be honest, exceptional is ordinary for some, right? Right. You have to go beyond. So you have a little girl that is an AB honorable student that she is volunteering at the school. You know, she's volunteering with new students. She's active in the office and all this kind of stuff. And you mean to tell me that that's still not good enough for you? Mm -hmm. You still got to find a problem with her? Yeah. You still see something, you know, and it happens all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I, I guess, you know, it bothered me so much, not just because she's my child, but because I saw, I saw a lot of me in her. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. And yeah. I, I know her. I know her very well. Like I said, that little Ashley comes out every now and then. And that little Ashley scares even me. But <laughs> even with that, she works really, really hard. And she's very conscious about what she does and what she says. Mm-hmm. And you went as far to try to peg her as a problem and somebody that was scary and that's somebody that needed to be eliminated and removed. That's what you really tried to do. Yeah, definitely. So she's, yeah. she saw her as a problem mm-hmm. or she challenged her and she didn't like to be challenged. And, but what's the point of anybody learning if you're not challenged, right. even for, if this school is filled with open-minded kids who are given the ability and the voice to speak their minds and share their thoughts and opinions, then as a teacher, you need to accept it. Right. Now, I will say this. The issue was resolved and it was nipped in the bud right then and there. So I, I did get this taken care of. I don't believe it's going to go any further than that. Now, that's just with my child. My question is how many others, because this Girl, particular yeah. teacher says she's been a teacher for over 25 years. So, so how, how many, many other kids have she done this to? How many other little black girls did you do yeah. this to? That's, and, that's my question. And even if not her, how many other teachers have done this? How right. many other people have done this? Even in the workforce, like so many different places where this has happened. Right. And the problem is it's become so standardized that we don't even realize it's happening. That's the problem. Right. 
you don't even realize that it's happening to you. We face it so much that we just take it to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like in the workforce for a very long time, <laughs> I faced a lot of issues, right? Um, there was one particular that I worked at. Um, I worked in the office. I was the only black woman in the office. Yeah, I was the only black woman in the office. So anytime that they had like it it was almost like when I walked in the room they were walking on eggshells I'm like why for what I'm here I exist mm-hmm. right anytime they had a problem they they were it it, it was a lot it yeah. was a lot um even to a point where I actually had a an issue with one of my coworkers, and I went through the proper protocols I went and you know I filed a complaint and they told me, they flat out told me, they're like, we're not getting involved. We'd much rather the two of you guys work it out yourselves. Oh, lovely. Uh, they, they flat out <laughs> told me they were not going. To, now, had I known the things that I know now, you know, I was in my 20s at that time. I was in my early 20s. But right. had I known the things that I know now, then I would have taken other proper steps. I yeah. probably would have hired a lawyer for a toxic work environment. But I didn't know that. And I wish I would have. Um but they actually told me they weren't going to get involved because they didn't have a formal HR department. So they weren't going to get involved and they would much rather us work, you know, work it out between the two of us. Right. Um, so I said, okay, you know, I said, okay. And I pulled her to the side and I took her off of, uh, <laughs> off of the grounds of job, the job. And I said what I had to say to her and, you know, she never messed with me again after that, but I shouldn't have had to do that. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have had to come out of character for a situation like that because I filed the complaint. I did what I was supposed to do and their job was to actually protect all employees and I definitely didn't receive that. Yeah. Um, so in this situation for my daughter, I'm really happy that, like I said, she has a team of people around her that has been teaching her, hey, this is what you're not supposed to go through. This is what you are supposed to go through. So we've been telling her, you know, the positives and the negatives and all that kind of stuff when it comes to life and she knows what to look out for and what to keep an eye out for. Mm -hmm. And I I really hope that going forward, you know, with, with these kids that they can find something, you know, um, and they're not continuing to go through the things that we went through. So I'm glad I was able to nip this in the bud. What else did the article say? Um, That was pretty much it, but it just, what it boils down to is the education of the miseducation, like, and you talked about work. And in my job, we've done a lot of trainings and things like that to talk about um, racial understanding. And I think that a lot of people in general need that right. because then you're not going to stigmatize somebody if I come into a classroom and I am, I seem like I don't want to be there. You don't even know what's going on in my home life. Right. So you made a whole assumption that this child doesn't want to be there, um, isn't listening, falling asleep in class, has an attitude when I ask them a question. Do you think they know the answer? Or do you think that they probably have to take care of their siblings at night before so they're extremely exhausted? Right. It's it's a matter of educating and understanding and coming together to gain knowledge of how do we support everybody. Right. Not just the select few, but yeah. everybody. Yes. Everybody. Now, I will say this about the workforce, especially in being in corporate America. Um, 
a lot of them, they do have cultural classes or cultural trainings that you do have to take now. And I've been through quite a few of them. Um, the company that I work for, we're, we're really blessed with that, where they have an inclusive and diversity team. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm constantly learning about that. But it, it just, it struck me as really odd that we're still facing that in our schools. Right. You know what I mean? Even in a day, in a charter school of all places, because it is a charter school, they are, you know, designed to be different and not like public schools. So I just, I thought that was really strange. Um, I hope that moving forward, you know, we can find some more solutions. One thing I will say is if you have a young girl, if you have, you know, and if you have a, if you have a girl, just stay on top of things, yeah. be involved as much as you can. If it's something I know for me, a lot of times with Amaria, if there's something I feel like I can't handle, I get somebody else on it. You know what? I can't do this. I know I can't do, do. this. Yeah. I don't have the patience for this. I will call in a heartbeat. Hey, can you get your godchild, please? Because I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Easily, you know? <laughs> I do. I do it all the time. I if I don't know the answer, I'll find somebody that does. Mm-hmm. And I will say that you've been an amazing support system for her. Because I will call you first before I call anybody else. Like, please, um, can you do what? What do we do? I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to handle this. And it's okay, okay. as a parent. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Like I don't I don't know how to handle this. I have I have zero clue. I don't know, you know, what to do with this situation. And that you were the first person that I called when all of this went on and I had to take myself out of the emails and I had to stop. Um because I felt a side of me coming out that I didn't want to come out. You right. know? And yep. I was trying to stay as professional as possible. So I did. I called you immediately and I'm like, um, you know, I read them to you and I was like, is this what I'm thinking this is? And you're like, yeah, that's exactly what, okay. How do we handle this? What do we do? You know, mm-hmm. I called you, I called Mike. And of course there's Mike. Mike's like, Ashley, do not email her anything else. <laughs> <laughs> do, do not, do not go on to that left side that you want to go to so bad, you know? Um, but yeah. I did, I had to, I had to consult with a couple of people to make sure that I handled it in a proper manner. That way she doesn't get any backlash for any of it. Yeah. Because my main thing is going straight to the source. Yeah, absolutely. You can't make those types of accusations. You can't say those types of things and not have anything to back it up. And I think that in society overall, we make a lot of assumptions. Yes. A lot of assumptions. And Mm -hmm. assumptions are just that. It's yep. not factual. So until you can give a fact, yeah, then whatever it is that you're saying is null and void. So I feel like the actions that you took was the right step. And I'm glad it was rectified um, so that it's like done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the outcome of it. Like I said, with the support of the school and talking to the principal and, you know, the other teacher that she was she's very much fond of so I'm really happy with the way that it it ended but it's frustrating it's very very frustrating but I'm also glad that like I said I am an involved parent you know I'm I'm happy that that I checked my emails and you know I I accept the phone calls and things like that because that could have went extremely left and it didn't need to it really did it yeah no yes I guess we're close to time, but I guess 
I can start with parting words and then you wrap us up. Yeah, absolutely. So one, educate yourself. Educate yourself, remove stigmas, remove the assumptions, and always remember that what you perceive is not really what it is. All it is is a perception. So get the facts, period. Yes, absolutely get the facts. And as I always say, surround yourself with good people. If you don't know the facts, you don't know where to find them, I guarantee that you can find somebody that does that will walk you through the process, right? Protect our little Black girls. They're extremely important. They need you now more than ever. Um, There's so many of them that are talented. There are so many of them that are really smart, that have things that are going for themselves. Make sure that you're protecting them. Make sure that you're doing what you can to make sure that they have everything that they need. Um, So with that, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share and we appreciate you. Have a good one, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.